Hey everyone, welcome to B2B Made Simple. I'm Sam Moss, the CEO and co-founder of One Click Agency. On this show, I interview marketing experts from fast-growing B2B SaaS companies. We feature podcast episodes I'm a guest on, and sometimes we throw in a consulting call I've done with another company. Our goal with this show is to equip you and give you the tools you need to be the best marketer you can be. Hey everybody, this was another consulting call I did with a company in South Africa, uh, another agency similar to ours. Uh, We talked about LinkedIn strategy, content marketing, a podcast, how to get one launched from start to finish. So we covered a lot of ground and I hope you find this super helpful. Cool, perfect. So I guess this is my kind of, this is is the situation we're in right now. So we are sort of just getting more niche and niche as we go, right? Like, so we were, uh, previously sort of focusing a lot on front-end development in terms of like websites, apps, platforms, and whatnot. Um, and now we're sort of niching down a bit more into websites and more so like the mm-hmm. performance kind of elements of websites. Um, so we're kind of getting to a stage right now where we're developing um, websites for like a lot of B2B companies, a lot of service-based companies. And we're trying to, you know, we're really getting confidence in like what we can do from a um, web conversion and like a CRO perspective, essentially. Um, with that being said, um, the one thing that I've kind of like, I've I've been set on this journey in terms of like building funnels and whatnot, right. And to be honest, I'm not the biggest fan of the traditional method because kind of when when I think about myself, like in a funnel, um, Mm -hmm. I guess like it has to be really, really niche. Like the company has to be really niche. It has to be, for example, if someone was talking about building funnels for websites, for, for website um, development agencies, then sure, you know. I'll subscribe to your email. I'll jump into all that kind of stuff. But I guess what I'm saying is we're not at that stage right yet or just yet where we're niche enough for people to actually like care about what we're saying, essentially, right? Um, just because I know, like, I feel like that way, I feel that way personally as well. So I guess my question to you is, because I've seen you how, how active you are on LinkedIn and whatnot and like, you know, kind of that, that's the whole situation. I guess what I wanted to ask is, did you guys kind of have a funnel in place, like a, like a funnel or was it more just like, putting yourself out there as much as possible, giving as much value to the world, giving as much content to the world. And then just when the leads come in, they come in and that's pretty much how it is. What's your kind of approach with that? Yeah. Our approach with LinkedIn is more brand awareness and driving demand more than anything. So we don't have like a motive behind every post that we put out besides offering value. Will someone come to us and hopefully do business? Yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, But chances are, 99% of the people that see the content that I put out will never come to us. Um, And that's just the reality of it. And if someone does, from what we found, it's six months, eight months, maybe a year down the road when they say, hey, I've been following your content. Um, Can we schedule a website meeting? And then it's like, oh, I can see how this is paying off. Um, But trying to get someone into a funnel immediately um, and having that be the goal of LinkedIn is not really the approach that we have. It's, hey, we want to be top of mind for when someone has the issue that we solve, um, they come to us. And that's full transparency, what our goal is with LinkedIn. Okay, awesome. So then that brings me to my next question. So when it comes to, okay, so you're putting out a lot of content, but it's not just like rubbish. You're putting out good content that's really kind of mm-hmm. thought provoking. So my question to you is, do you, guys, do, you guys, do you kind of have like a content calendar or is it more matter of just like, you know, wake up, you think of something, start typing or like what's, what's sort of the, the approach with that? 
Yeah. I don't have a contact content calendar at all. And it might sound surprising like, oh, you don't plan stuff out. The, the closest that we get to planning is we try to do a, a podcast video on Monday. And then on Tuesday, it's a text post. On Wednesday, it's a video of me doing something. And then when uh, Thursday, it's text post again. Friday, it is a podcast guest again, because we do two podcasts a week. And then uh, Saturday is text. And then Sunday is video or text. That's as close as we get to a content calendar. As for okay. what we put in the post, and that does fluctuate. Um, but as for what I put in the posts, um, there's really no structure around that. Um, I normally get up in the morning. I have like a list of ideas that I kind of keep throughout the day that I'm adding to all the time on my phone. And then I'm like, oh, that sounds interesting. Let's expound on this or this video. I just need to write some copy for it. So that's as structured as it gets for me. Um, but I kind of like that, that freedom to do, you know, off the cuff things as well. Um, but yeah, it's not for everybody. Okay. Okay. Fantastic. Um, and then, okay. So then actually kind of brings into the next question then just any sort of advice that you got, because like, I mean, I see you doing the videos, like obviously the, the recordings of your podcast and whatnot, and you're just like, I don't know, like, um, just, I don't know if there's like, I don't, I don't know if I'm, I'm digging too deep, but like any tips, any tricks, any ideas, any advice to really kind of just, just on the whole front, just everything in terms of like presenting in terms of, um, uh, ensuring engagement, just any advice in that whole sort of realm. Yeah. Overall advice. Um, Hmm, that's a good one. I would say you need to identify who you're going to be talking to first and foremost. Once you have an idea of who your audience is, be really intentional to talk about one main topic and then a couple of subcategories within that topic for that audience specifically. Other people will engage with it, but remember who you're creating the content for uh, first and foremost. Um, once you do that, you'll become known for something. And people chirp at me all the time for, oh, you can't talk about one thing. You need to be diversified. And I, I disagree. Um, have, have a topic and stick to it. Have a couple of subtopics that you branch off just to mix things up. But the whole goal is to create demand and a brand for yourself. This is a brand play on LinkedIn. Um, and use that to the full advantage. You want to be known for something so that when the when your ideal client has an issue, they're going to come to you because you're top of mind. That's the advice I would give to anybody starting out on LinkedIn. Okay, okay. Um, and then just besides from LinkedIn, do you guys have any other plays at the moment? Like any other um, top of funnel approaches or? Um, we do an ABM play with our podcast. Uh, so we interview key executives in key marketing executives in B2B companies um, with no intention of selling to them on the call. So it's a content play. So they're creating content with us. We make them look like a million bucks. We put them on the podcast and we build a relationship with them. We don't sell to them when we're on that call. We don't follow up a week later and say, Hey, you want to hop on a sales call? We just did this podcast with you. That would eradicate any relationship that we just built because it's just as bad as a cold email, in my opinion. Um, so we do that. And that's a really long-term play, just like LinkedIn is. It's not going to be immediate results. Um, from what we've been doing it for years and what we found. Yeah. Yeah. From what we found, it's, it'll take six to eight months before that starts to 
kick in where maybe you have a guest that was on that says, Hey, we're in need of X. Uh, can you help us? Because they remember what you did for them. Um, both LinkedIn and the podcast for us are, are long-term, uh, take a lot of patience, but other than that, um, we're not doing anything like marketing wise. Those are our two things we hit hard and we purposefully don't do a ton of other things. Interesting. Okay. Fantastic. Um, I think that's actually pretty much it, dude. I think, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much all the questions I had, but I've been loving the content. And so, I mean, I know LinkedIn obviously tells you when, when people viewed your profile and I feel like I'm just always going through your, dude, like I've, I've been, <laughs> so just to let you know, a week ago, I didn't put out, okay. A week ago, I'd put out stuff on LinkedIn, but it was more like just like post kind of stuff. It was more like five ways to do this, 10 ways to do this, but like more of like graphical kind of thing. And it was like through like the part, like our company page, whatnot. And when I saw you just putting out stuff, I guess, like in your personal, like opinion pieces and like that, and like, dude, I mean, I think I've created like four or five pieces in the last like week or so. And dude, that's all thanks to you. So that's why when you see me going through, it's, it's getting inspiration, but not from like a perspective of like ideas like you talk about. It's more just like, you know, when I just kind of see like, like I see what you're saying in terms of like, you've got one main idea and like sort of the sub mm -hmm. so you've been picking mm -hmm. up on that. And it's amazing, dude. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. Keep up keep up the work dude well i'm glad it's it's cool to hear that it's inspirational and that you pull stuff from it because i do the same thing i mean i'll hear something and i don't directly copy them but it sparks an idea for something i'm like oh what they said correlates with what i was thinking over here and i can explain it totally different but it's just all part of that inspiration process of going through other people's content and not saying you have to to copy word for word but it does inspire your own content I like to say content in, content out. Um, one of my favorite things is always be consuming as much content as you can. I love that, dude. I love that. Actually, no way. I do have one more question for you. I do have one more question. So what's your advice? Because I think the podcast you did, I love it. Because I think, I mean, I, I can just imagine your success rate. When you reach out to someone like like the, like your, your RCA, when you reach out to them, you're like, do you want to be on our podcast? And as, as long as it's a personalized message, which I'm sure it is. I mean, I can't imagine anyone turning you down really. I can't imagine anyone saying no because it's exposure for them. It's exposure for their company. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's just a win, 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 win. So my advice to you is that like, I was kind of like on the fence about podcast, but now I think we've actually finally just found our niche. So I know exactly we're thinking about targeting or developing websites for agencies. Like mm -hmm. that's going to be our play is developing websites, particularly for agencies to help them generate cool. more leads and more customers and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And I really like that. I really like that approach. Um, so I'm thinking about creating a podcast now around that, but like, well, I'm just trying to think about like the, like, cause I guess what I'm saying, sorry about that. I guess, I guess what I'm saying about that is what, what like, where do you start to the podcast thing? Like in the whole podcast world, where, where do you start? Because now when I thought about podcasts. I was like, it sounds like quite niche in terms of like, okay, so let's say like now we're going after agencies, right? That's what we're going after marketing, uh, marketing agencies to help better their websites. Okay. So I haven't, we haven't started digging into that yet, but let's say the person they would be dealing with would probably be the, one of their, like one of the managers, maybe depends on the size of the mm -hmm. agency, but like one of the executives, like one of the owners, I guess, because like maybe even, yeah, because that's the thing. I mean, that's the people who usually do their own marketing for the agencies and like business development are like the executives. So we'll go up to the executives. So it's creating like a podcast, but like, I, I guess what I'm saying is like, how do you, like, what do you call, like, what do you sort of brand the podcast as, if that makes sense? Because it just feels like it's really, really niche. And like, yes, you're speaking to those people, but like, 
how do you get them interested? Like what's, what's the whole play over there? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a co- yeah, there's a, there's a couple of different directions and hopefully this helps. Um, so one, you identify your decision makers, right? So there's an ABM play that you could do with a podcast and you use it um, to bring ideal buyers onto your podcast. Like we do, you make them look like a million bucks, you build a relationship and then whoever listens, listens. So that's number one. Number two is you can have a key executive in your company that brings value to agencies, have them talk once a week. But again, it needs to be speaking to your ideal audience. And then three, you can do like an AMA style where you pre-record a webinar or a Zoom call. People ask you questions. It's making you, again, the industry expert. And then you repurpose it into a podcast. Those are the, the most common three different routes that I've seen. And you can combine them. You can pick and choose and kind of mix it up. Um, wait, sorry, but, what, what was, sorry, what was the last what was the last one with the webinar? The, the last one, I don't know if you're familiar with Chris Walker, but he does an AMA, so an Ask Me Anything session um, once a week. And then they, repur- they record it and then repurpose it into their podcast. Um, so there's three different okay. like avenues okay. you can go. And some people do three episodes a week, one of each of those styles. Um, so you can get creative in that aspect. But the whole goal is if you're trying to build an audience, you have to make sure that something is valuable to them that they'll consume. So whether that's a thought leader, that you guys have, or it's thought leaders in the space already, you have them on the show. And then hopefully people listen, brand awareness for you. Or you just say, we're going to punt audience, whoever listens, listens. And we're going to get our key executives at our um, ideal companies. We're going to have our ICP on the podcast and interview them and do like something that makes them look amazing. And then do you, do you sort of brand the podcast? Like, do you give it like a name? Do you give it like a brand? Or we just mm-hmm. kind of say like our podcast, like what's yeah, whatever you do, don't name it after your company. Um, cause no one will listen to it. But if you name it after something that is intriguing, like ours is called B2B made simple. You kind of get the gist. It's a, a podcast for B2B professionals, right? You read the description. It's okay, about so marketing. It's not just, you don't just speak about the, you don't just speak about the website, anything that will bring value to their lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm thinking, yeah. Yeah. And talking about websites could bring value to B2B marketers. Um, we have found that we run out of things to say about that and I don't want to have to come up with stuff every single day. So we interview key executives, VPs and directors of marketing or directors of marketing at B2B companies. Um, they come on the podcast, they talk about anything marketing related. It attracts other marketers to the show. We repurpose the content, we put it on LinkedIn and there's so many things that you can do with it. So, so that when, when you get a guest on, because obviously you don't want them to talk about their company because then mm-hmm. other people won't listen. They're not going to give a shit. Mm-hmm. But if you get them to sort of, what kind of advice would you give as a marketing manager? Like what exactly you kind of ask them? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I actually haven't checked out your podcast per se. I've seen like just the, your content on LinkedIn, but uh-huh. I'm going to go check out your podcast. But just, just so I can get yeah. like a bit of an idea on mm-hmm. that side. Um, I stole this from Sweetfish Media. They, do, they actually produce podcasts for B2B companies and it's genius. So in our intake form, I ask our guests, what is something that you disagree with or what's a commonly held belief in the B2B industry that you disagree with? And of course, every single marketer has that. And then they Mm -hmm. fill out that on the intake form. And then we go and I say, hey, in regards to that question that you just answered, what should B2B marketers stop doing as it relates to B2B marketing? And of course, they're going to give an answer to that. And then I say, what should people start doing as it relates to the, the answer that you had above. 
And I have three huge talking points right there that I can just look at, pull some questions from, and that's exactly how we structure an agenda for our podcast. So I didn't come up with that, not smart enough to do that, but that was James Carberry at Sweetfish Media gave me that one, but genius, right? So no, I love it. Dude. I think it really gets like the thought provoking and it's an interesting enough for the other, for the other people in the field to kind of have, have a listen into. So, so you're saying for the podcast, it, there's like an intake form. So you send them like, so you, you reach out and say, Hey, would you want to be part of a podcast? They say, yes. You say, cool. You send them an intake form and the intake form just has those three questions. Basically. Um, it has a couple more, like then, their address, their name, company. Um, and then those three, but other than that, that's it. And I say, Hey, fill this out. And then we are going to craft the questions and the topic for the interview off of what you're already passionate about. Okay. And then, um, I mean, I don't, do you by any chance, would you be able to send that intake form? Like, is it a proprietary kind of stuff? Like is it proprietary information or could you, would you be able to send that? Sure. Dude, that's amazing. Um, um, one other question I ask on there is kind of like because we're asking um our guests so our guests are ideal buyers right because we're having them on the podcast i kind of want to get a feel for them on when their next website redesign or when they're going to need dev work will be and we have a sneaky question that we add in there and i'll read it to you here and you're welcome to just copy this and use it if you want to it's fine with me uh let me pull it up because dude, that's the thing is that like, okay, so by the way, this, this whole sort of niche into just agent, doing websites for agencies only happened about like two hours ago, just, just, to, get, mm-hmm. just to give you a bit of reference. So we're, like originally we're thinking like we're going to focus on the B2B side of things and service-based companies and do like almost similar to what you guys are doing, but like our focus is going to be on the South African market only. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it just, dude, like to, to get research. So we started with the research like recently and dude, like it's hard to really get like solid research. I mean, did you yeah. guys do research when you first started or like what's... Like on the podcast? Like your, no, 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 not just like, just in general with your, with your RCA. Like, did you jump into like, you know, like what's your biggest pain points right now? Have you tried anything to solve them? How would solving them really impact you? What are your barriers to solving them? Like what kind of misconceptions do you have? Like that kind of stuff. Um, did you do we didn't really like do, that? we didn't do too much of it. No. And the reason being is because we're talking to them every single day on LinkedIn and I'm talking to three or four a week on our podcast. You, you learn really, really quick how your customers communicate when you're talking to them on a podcast, when you're responding to their LinkedIn content or your, your, their LinkedIn comments, and when you're reading their LinkedIn comments, their LinkedIn okay. con- content, getting it all mixed up. Okay. But that's how <laughs> we, <laughs> when you're reading the LinkedIn comments on your posts that they're leaving, you, you understand how they communicate and you understand how they communicate when you read their content. So I've learned the lingo that B2B marketers use just because I'm in it every single day. I didn't have to go do a ton of research on pain points. I already know what it is. I can figure it out just by rubbing shoulders with them. Another good way to do it is come up with, so for me, when we started in the B2B industry, I immersed myself in B2B, what B2B marketers are talking about. So Chris Walker's podcast, Dave Gearhart's podcast, um, I listened to them to hear, okay, how do they talk? What are they talking about? What is important to them? What isn't? And that just helps me be a better marketer because that's ultimately who we're, we're selling to down the road. Yeah, dude, I love that. That is, that is amazing. Okay, cool. Done. Um, so 
Let me this pull up this form really just, quick for you. I'll read you that last question. Awesome. Um, the last question, and you can use this too. It might be, so this is if you're using your podcast as an ABM strategy, like account-based marketing, you're, you have ideal buyers on the yeah, show. Yeah, ABM. Yeah. Okay, got it. Um, the question is, when was the last time you're a team, and this is on the intake form. They think it's going to be a question on the podcast, right? Uh, when was the last time your team addressed your brand positioning, ICP, and messaging? Explain what that process was like. And from what I've found listening to other B2B marketers is when a company is going through those three phases, whether it's brand positioning, ICP, or messaging, their whole website has to get redesigned. So now I just qualified them. And they don't know that. It, does, it says nothing about websites. We don't even do messaging or brand positioning. So they think it's just something I'm tying into the podcast. But in the back of my mind, okay, this guy might be reaching out here down the road. And it's just kind of cool. Not that we do like a follow-up trying to get him on the phone, but it's nice for us to know, hey, this is a qualified lead. Um, we'll see where it goes. I love that. It's a sneaky question, dude. That is super sneaky. It is sneaky, right? Um, sure. I'll put that yeah, if, you could, if you could send that form, that'd be amazing. I think I can upload it right I think I can upload it right here. Um, and then just, I mean, just like in terms of your, your LinkedIn profile growth, I mean, has it all been like organic? Has it literally just been about you? Um, just been literally just been about you um, just engaging. Do you comment on other people's posts as well? Or is it just more, you're just putting out your own stuff? Um, when I first started on LinkedIn, I spent a lot of time commenting on other posts. I say, I would say that's very important for reach. Um, and I think it's still important where I am today. I've obviously grown a little bit, um, but I don't do it nearly as much. One, I feel like I've kind of outgrown some of the content that was on LinkedIn to begin. And it's kind of, it feels so bad to say, but below me, just, I, I know a little bit more about it. So it's not as interesting. So I keep scrolling, but there is some really like bigger names on LinkedIn that I still love their content and I'll comment on it. Um, okay. There are some strategies where uh, people say, Hey, comment on the little guys, just get some exposure and comment on the big ones and do this many comments a day. And honestly, there's just not enough time in the day for me no. um, between responding to my own comments, running a business and trying to put out content. Um, yeah. But I mean, in the beginning and even where I am now, I do recommend doing it as much as possible. <laughs>